Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Uh, you mentioned that we did go vote yesterday, and when we went to vote, a uh, conversation came up that we've been hearing a lot about in the news, and that is the difficulty that some places are having getting people to come in and work the polls, to be poll workers, not mm-hmm. watchers, but actual workers. And, and there's a, a key difference between poll yeah. workers and poll watchers. watchers. And that brought to mind a story that we read just the other day. We said, we need to get more details on this story. It's out of Michigan. It's a story that was filed and reported on by a Washington journalist who is now with Politico. And uh, Heidi Prisbala is our guest. Heidi, thanks for joining us this afternoon on WGN. Thanks for having me. And and thanks for uh, working with Politico. That's a great fit for you, isn't it? It is. I'm really excited about it. It's um, going to allow me to bring my decades of uh, investigative experience uh, to bear. I followed you on Twitter at Heidi Reports until I found out that you mm-hmm. had signed on with Politico, and that's how we came across this this disturbing story out of Michigan. Now, the, the headline on this story was one of those that really had me scratching my head. The, the headline is, Michigan County hires Stop the Steal ringleader to recruit poll workers. You want to explain all that? Well, it is uh, objectively true, but let me break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as a woman named Genevieve Peters, and she was not just a participant at the January 6th riot at the Capitol, but she was an instigator defined by the fact that she brought a platform, a loudspeaker, um, and really, in the words of your own WXYZ in Detroit, uh, ginned up the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, fired up the crowd. She told the crowd that they should storm the gates, that this is a cause worth getting arrested for. She said, we've breached the Capitol, move forward. She did similar ringleader protests in Lansing and Detroit uh, around the campaign and Stop the Steal. Uh, and she also uh, was outside the Secretary of State's, office, uh, Secretary of State's house uh, in that now um, infamous night where there were folks armed outside the home of the Secretary of State uh, protesting the outcome of the election. She turned up, came to my attention that this same woman had been hired by Macomb County. Now, Macomb County is one of the quintessential swing districts in Michigan, and it's been that way for decades. If you know the term Reagan Democrats, Mm -hmm. the pollster Stan Greenberg coined that term because of Michigan's white working class population that tend to switch its votes. That was true, a pattern that was true up until about Trump. But uh, I thought I needed to get to the bottom of it. I called the county clerk and he did confirm for me uh, the email that I had obtained was accurate, that she is the, quote, talent development specialist um, who's working with some of these county clerks in Macomb in various cities throughout Macomb to recruit poll workers because for a variety of reasons we're seeing this all across the country much of it that these folks who typically labor anonymously to just make sure that our elections run uh, as smoothly as possible have come under unprecedented pressure threats attacks Um, they're older folks that 
during the pandemic just said, you know what, the heck with it. I'm not going to work this anymore. Yeah. Um, and so there is a legit vacancy problem, but the choice really has raised a lot of concern in Michigan, and the Secretary of State's office also gave me a statement on that. Is it true that the county clerk said to you that we all have a private life? Uh, something to that effect. Basically, what she did January 6th, what she's done with Proud Boys, anything that you might find questionable, she has a private life. Yeah, Johnny, he did say that to me, and it was unclear to me how much he knew about exactly what she'd done. That said, when I asked him specifically if he accepted the results of Michigan's election, he equivocated and he said, well, I'm the only one in a state who did a forensic audit of my computer system. And so therefore, I trust my precincts and hmm. my county. But I, that's not for me to say that it was uh, a fair election statewide. Now, of course, we know that there were 250 audits done in every single county. There was no evidence of widespread fraud. And in fact, the Senate GOP-led oversight committee did a multi-month investigation and found no evidence and actually said that the people who are promoting that should be investigated. Mm -hmm. I have so many questions about this, but but for the moment, I'm going to go back to one of the questions I was raising earlier, the difference between poll worker and poll watcher now my pea-sized brain says okay if you wanted to bring this person in as a poll watcher for one particular side i would have less of a problem than bringing them in as a poll worker am i making too much of this or 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 what do you think no it's evidence that what former Trump chief strategist Steve Bannon has been working on is, is coming to fruition in, in some parts of the country. And the problem is we don't know exactly where. Steve Bannon has been promoting ever since Trump's loss what's called the precinct strategy. And that is the premise that having partisan poll watchers, which is a long tradition of having folks from both major parties there to kind of watch over elections and make sure there's no um, nothing unfair happening, nothing untoward happening, that that needs to change, that now partisans um, loyal to President Trump need to get into the machinery of elections administration. They need to become the actual worker bees, the poll workers, the people who are supposed to be the nonpartisan individuals who administer elections, who are trained and paid by county clerks and local governments. So that is a fundamentally different approach to bring these folks into the actual machinery of elections administration and building on, this story really builds on previous reporting I had done earlier in the year based on tape recordings of RNC trainings for these individuals where the RNC is also basically recruiting poll workers and saying, we're going to collect the names and decide where you all are placed. Um, and the precincts that we're most concerned about were those precincts that were primarily majority Democrat. In 2020, there, it was President Trump who was trying to get the results overturned in Michigan by making false allegations of fraud in Detroit. So what you can see here is a lot of these individuals kicking up dust in majority Democrat, majority minority districts 
making allegations of fraud, which have no basis in in fact, but which really create a legal haze potentially mm-hmm. around elections. Heidi, um, I'm, I'm going to ask yep. you: Can you hold your thought? We have to break. Can you can you stay with us for for a couple minutes? We'll come right back to you. Sure. sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Talking I, with Heidi, I, I, yeah, I'm still scratching my head about a lot right. of this. Right, Heidi Prisbala from uh, Politico will come back. Stay with us after a news update on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman in for Lisa Dent at WGN Radio. And we want to get back to our guest. And uh, uh, Heidi, I apologize. That was longer than we thought it was going to be. And we know that you've got some other things that you have to get to this afternoon. We are talking with Heidi Prisbella. From uh, She's an investigative correspondent with Politico. And we're talking about the story about Michigan, uh, a Michigan county hiring the Stop the Steal ringleader to recruit some poll workers. Heidi, we wanted to take a moment and, and just address a couple of the texts that have come in. People are saying, well, aren't election judges, and as I understand it, that's the same thing as a poll worker, aren't they, by nature of the way our system is set up, partisan? Everyone has a vote. That's how our system works. What's happening in this situation is that the RNC, which was under a consent decree since the 1980s not to engage in this type of work uh, because they had been involved in bringing, uh, facilitating armed uh, individuals coming to polling locations. But this is one of the first cycles where they've been able to do this type of work, um, and it is not in our tradition. The DNC has never done this. They have never actually trained poll workers, have been trained by a political party on how to challenge voters and voting processes. And, of course, everyone has a right to vote and a right to have an opinion. Uh, But the question is whether you want the most strident partisans who've been engaged in an historic and unprecedented assault on the nation's capital to be the person who's doing a job which is more than any other important to have nonpartisan uh, viewpoint and reflection on on your position. Um, so, of course, everyone's going to go into the, the voting booth and choose who they're going to choose. The question is whether you want activists running your elections. And do you understand that they are prepared, uh, and not just in Michigan, but uh, is the, the word that chaos in the polling place would be a good thing? Well, so here's the thing. Look, there's a, there's a couple of different things that could happen here. Uh, the optimistic view is that individuals who falsely believe that our system is rife in fraud, when in fact we had probably one of the most secure elections ever in mm-hmm. 2020, backed up by paper ballots, um, that they're going to come in and see, hey, everything that we're being told by right uh, news stations is wrong. Our, our system is good. Um, I saw it myself. Now, the concern, though, is that they're going to come in and see things um, and, and not understand um, what they're seeing and mistake it for something nefarious. Um, and when they do that, whether it's legit or not, and most likely not because we have such a small, uh, insignificant history of voter fraud and taking place in this country, you're more likely to get struck by lightning. Those are the statistics 
from the Heritage Foundation um, mm-hmm. statistically, that what will happen is there will be a, a, a legal haze kicked up at some of yeah. these primarily minority Democratic districts that will give the legislature uh, or the governor or the secretary of state or the attorney general a pretense to challenge the outcome of the election and to create chaos um, in our election system. And in fact, uh, RNC is providing a lot of these workers with uh, a hotline to call so that once they're inside these polling locations, um, if they see things they think are, are not right, if they want to challenge votes of particular voters, um, that they should call this hotline. Now, ultimately, that will all be litigated by a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's unlikely they'd be successful in actually challenging the, a specific voter. But the concern is that the goal is just to create this legal haze and to create um, this illusion of voter fraud. Mm-hmm. We didn't have this in our culture a, a decade ago. It's been the politics of the past five to to eight years of individuals, beginning with President Trump, promoting the notion that we have systemic fraud in our system. And President Trump knew that because his voters uh, weren't as concerned about the COVID pandemic, that they were more likely to vote in person. He knew that. And so he started saying that if there's votes that are coming in later because they're mail-in votes, they're absentee votes, that those shouldn't be counted. It was what's called the red mirage. He was he was initially leading in Michigan because everyone who knows anything about elections knew that that was most likely that he would be leading initially in those early votes, in-person votes, because his people were less concerned about the pandemic. And so he used that to cast out on the election um, when, in fact, it was exactly played out exactly as we expected, which was that they were overwhelmed um, with a historic number of mail-in ballots and they needed time to count them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was outside the TCF center where a lot of these ballots were being counted and the individuals who were screaming and, and trying to get in there who had, you know, never done this before mistook camera equipment for what they said were ballots being, um, you know, ferried away right. in the dead of the night. Right. Heidi, I hate this to do this, but, but we're out of time, and I know you are too. Uh, hopefully we can continue this conversation at some point. If people want to follow you, they can do it by going to your, your Twitter uh, Heidi account. Reports on Twitter? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Heidi. Appreciate it. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Heidi. Take care. And uh, we, we will do our best yeah. to follow up on that, because there's a it, lot of questions. And read some of the texts that have come in, too. I'll promise yeah. you that. Yeah. It's going to be a long two weeks and a couple of days before this midterm. Let's go over to weather and traffic and get an update from Mayor Vandevelt. 